Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur Podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing well, but if for some reason life is not going as well as you'd like it to, I always say take it to the Lord Jehovah in prayer and hopefully some Formula One will cheer you up. Welcome to ZF1 Amateur Podcast once again. This is a post-Formula One race commentary podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth. So essentially what happens is that I watch events that happen during a Grand Prix weekend. I summarize them and then I come on here and share them with you. So if you're not able to watch the race in time, if you'd love to relieve the race, this is a place that you should be. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a review from whatever streaming platform you're listening to this podcast from. And if you've been with us from day one or you joined us along the way, Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it with people you know love F1. Now, this podcast has been running from 2020, so you'll find all the races from the final races of the 2020 season till today here where we are now. So never miss a Formula One race when you can listen to ZF1 Amateur Podcast. All right, today's podcast is about the Formula One Gran Premio de la Ciudad de Mexico 2022. Now, because that's a mouthful, I will constantly refer to it as the Mexico City Grand Prix or the Mexico 2022 Formula One Grand Prix. So welcome to the podcast episode. I just have to put a disclaimer out there. If you're a Formula One veteran, you're an expert in the sport, you've been watching the sport for a long time, please bear with me as I explain some of the most basic terms in Formula One. I do that because there are new people joining the sport who would love to understand it and because there are people who don't know everything about Formula One. So please bear with me. Now, the Mexico Grand Prix happened from the 28th of October through to the 30th of October. So if you're new to Formula One, a Formula One Grand Prix happens over the course of three days. It's usually referred to as a Grand Prix weekend. So you have Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So on Friday, you have two practice sessions that usually last an hour each. So you have one session in the morning and the other session in the evening. They're known as practice session one and practice session two, or as some others refer to them as free practice session one, free practice session two. But if you want to sound like a pro, you just say FP1 and FP2. Then on Saturday, you also have a third practice session, which you'd want to refer to as FP3 or free practice session three. And then in the afternoon, you have a qualifying session, which I'll explain later on. Then on Sunday, you have the race itself. Now, the reasons why um, teams have, you know, practice sessions at this circuit, so they always reset year in, year out, year out is just because they want to understand, you know, how their cup is performing on the track. Which tires should they use? What are the temperatures like? You know, what is the grip? What, what do the drivers think of the track? And it, it also helps drivers familiarize themselves with the track and, you know, remember the track better. And if you're a rookie in F1, it also helps you learn the track because some people have never raced at different tracks. So if it's your first time at a certain track, it's always good during practice session for you to get to know your way around the track. So that's why Formula One has three practice sessions. Now the qualifying determines the grid for the race day on Sunday. And I'll talk about that later on. 
Maybe what, what you should know is that this time around, the second practice session was extended from being uh, um, from lasting for one hour to 90 minutes. All practice sessions usually last one hour, but this time around, it lasted for 19 minutes. And that's because um, the Pirelli, which is who, Pirelli, who is the official tire supplier for Formula One, was testing out um, their 2023 tire compounds. So maybe I should also talk about the tires. So this time around, as always, Pirelli still supplied the tires. Pirelli is the official tire supplier in Formula One. And uh, this time around, we had the same tire sets like the ones that were used in Austin, Texas for the American Grand Prix, the Texas Grand Prix that I did in the previous podcast episode. So we had um, drivers have the option of using either two sets of hard tires, three sets of medium tires, and um, two sets of soft tires. Now, I could be wrong on the number of sets of tires that they are allowed to use, but that is it. They're using the hard tires, the C2, the so the medium tires, the C3, and then the soft tires, the C4. Now, just to help you understand, um, in Formula 1, the hard tires last the longest during a race, but they are the slowest. The soft tires are the fastest during a race, but they wear out pretty quickly. And then the medium tires are a balance of both. So your team has to pick out which tires would make so much sense for you to use at a particular Grand Prix. You can't just always go for the soft tires because then you have to keep pitting. And when you pit, you lose time. And when you lose time, you lose track position and you finish further down. And then again, you also can't keep going for hard tires because they're slowing you down while everyone else is on mediums or soft tires. So you have to work out the strategies. That's where even the, uh, you know, the practice sessions help you gather that data. Now, we were in Mexico City, like I said before. Now, the Mexican Grand Prix has been on the calendar for a very long time. So, the first Grand Prix we had there was in 1963. And uh, it was originally held at Magdalena, Mexica. I think I pronounced that wrong. But Mexica Circuit. And that was from that was in 1963, but the circuit was already op operational in 1962. So from 1962 to 1970, there were Grand Prix happening there. But eventually, the organizers of the event decided to move it to the current track that we use now, which is Autodromo Hermanas Rodriguez, and it's found in Mexico City. Now, please bear with me if I mispronounce the names. But yes, now it's in Mexico City. So, and that happened in around 1986 when Formula One returned to Mexico City because it had taken an absence. Now, after that, we had again 23 years of absence without Formula One racing at Autodromo Jamenas Rodriguez. And eventually, in 2015, the Mexico City Grand Prix came back on the calendar so that's when we went back racing there in 2015. The track was improved. It was also shortened for safety reasons. As we all know, we have lost a fam pretty famous drivers in Mexico. May their soul rest in peace. Now, the circuit actually gets its name from the famous Mexican driver, Ricardo Rodriguez, and the other driver, Pedro Rodriguez. So... Like I said before, the first time a Grand Prix ever happened, there was in 1963. The drivers who have won the most times here are two. That is Jim Clark and Max Verstappen. They've both won three times at the Mexican Grand Prix. When it comes to constructors, it was a team called Lotus that dominated, but it's now 
no longer on the calling i mean on the grid you never hear about lotus on the grid so in terms of circuit length the circuit is about 4.304 kilometers long if you prefer miles that is 2.674 miles we do 71 laps here and drivers cover a race distance of 305.354 kilometers that is 189.738 miles the lap record here was set by Valtteri Bottas in 2021. It is a 1 minute 0.17 seconds, 0.774. Now, in 2020, we did not race in Mexico because of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, last year in 2021, we went racing here. Valtteri Bottas grabbed pole position for Mercedes, but the three winners on the podium, well, it was one winner, but the three drivers on the podium were Max Verstappen, who won the race, Lewis Hamilton, who came second. It was pretty dramatic. And guess what? I covered it on this podcast channel. And Sergio Perez, who came third to the joy of all the Mexicans out in the stands. So that is a brief introduction about the Mexican Grand Prix. Let's take a short break. And when we return, we'll get into the qualifying. <laughs> Okay, sorry for interrupting the show, but you probably love motorsport because you're listening to my podcast and I'm grateful for that. So if you love Formula E motorsport, the motorsport series, why not listen to my newest Formula E podcast called Z Formula E podcast? It's all about motorsport. I bring you the latest races in motorsport, the drivers, what happens in the tracks and off the tracks, and why Formula E is a newer sport you should be interested in. So just look for Z Formula E podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Formula E podcast and you'll be sure to listen in. And then, aside from that, yes, I'm a woman of many talents and many passions. I also have a podcast dedicated to the beauty of Uganda. As you know, I am from Uganda. I'm from Kampala, Uganda. And I love to share the beauty of Uganda with the rest of the world, which is why I started my other podcast called Z Humura Show. So if you'd be interested in that, just look for Z Humura Show on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Humura Show. All right, let's go back to Formula One welcome back from that short break now let's get into the qualifying for the 2022 mexico grand prix if you're new to formula one formula one has a qualifying session that determines who starts where on race day on sunday now i told you before you have two practice sessions on friday a third practice session on saturday in the morning then in the afternoon you have a qualifying session and then on sunday you have the race now, why I believe Formula One has qualifying session is because the track, a Formula One track, is not wide enough to accommodate all 20 cars to start on the same line in order for everybody to have an equal advantage. Instead, you have two columns. So you have to determine who starts at the front of the column on the right, who starts at the front and the column of the left, who starts in the middle, who starts at the back, who starts where. That is where the qualifying session comes in. Now, the qualifying session lasts for an hour but it is divided into three knockout stages. And between each stage, you have a break. So you have quarter one, which you might want to refer to as Q1. It lasts for 18 minutes. And what happens in those 18 minutes is that you have 20 drivers because you have 10 teams in Formula 1 and each team has two drivers. So you have 20 drivers come out onto the track and try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. They are not racing, but they're trying to set the fastest lap times they could possibly set. There's a big difference between the two. 
So at the end of the session, the five slowest of the 20 drivers are eliminated from further qualifications. So then you have a break. Then you come back for Q2 or quarter two. Q2 lasts for 15 minutes. In this 15 minutes, you now have 15 drivers. They come out onto the track and try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of the session, the five slowest drivers are eliminated from further qualification. Then you have a break and then you come back from the last quarter, which is Q3 or quarter three. It lasts for 12 minutes. And in this 12 minutes, these 10 drivers come out onto the track and try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of the session, how fast you were determines where you start come race day on Sunday. If you are the fastest overall, you start in pole position, that is P1. If you are the second fastest, you start in second place. If you are the fourth fastest, you start in fourth place on the grid. Eighth fastest, you start in the eighth on the eighth place on the grid. So that is how Formula One qualifying works. Now, I will just summarize what happened. Some things that stood out for me during the three quarters. In Q1, it was the Haas drivers, Mick Schumacher and Kevin Magnussen, that were the first drivers out onto the track. Unfortunately, Kevin Magnussen has a grid penalty for getting a new component added to his car that is not allowed to be added onto his car. So come race day, he has to serve that penalty. Williams drivers and uh, Aston Martin drivers were also, they also came out immediately after the house drivers. At the top of the grid, we got to see Max Verstappen struggling to get any grip during his first laps. However, he managed to do it eventually and his teammate Sergio Perez also struggled for a while until they started flying on the track. So at the end of Q1, the five drivers that were, that were eliminated were Mick Schumacher, Sebastian Vettel, Lance Stroll, Alex Albon and Nicolas Latifi. In Q2, Red Bull drivers Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez came out on new stairs. That was quite interesting. While Mercedes drivers Lewis Hamilton and George Russell came out onto the track on fresh tyres. Now, remember last year, not last year, the previous race, Lewis Hamilton was struggling with his brakes. He had brake issues and then he had to have his brakes, you know, changed or altered with at the start of the race. Now, this time around, it was George Russell who had issues with his brakes. He couldn't get any temperature into his front brakes. So that definitely affected him. On the other hand, Kevin Magnussen was also complaining about grip on the track. At the end of the session, it was Daniel Ricciardo, Joe Guanyu, Yuki Tsunoda, Pierre Gasly, and Kevin Magnussen that were eliminated from Q3. In Q3, it was pretty nice and clean. Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz were the first drivers out into the track on fresh tyres. Then we had Lando Norris and Esteban Ocon on used tyres out into the track. I would say everything went just the right. Now, here are your qualifying results for the 2022 Mexican Grand Prix. Max Verstappen qualified in pole. George Russell qualified second. Lewis Hamilton qualified third. Sergio Perez qualified fourth. Carlos Sainz Jr. qualified fifth. Valtteri Bottas qualified sixth. Charles Leclerc qualified seventh. Lando Norris qualified eighth. Fernando Alonso qualified ninth. Esteban Ocon qualified tenth. Daniel Ricciardo qualified eleventh. Joe New qualified twelfth. Yuki Tsunoda qualified thirteenth. Pierre Gasly qualified fourteenth. Kevin Magnussen qualified fifteenth. Mick Schumacher qualified sixteenth. Sebastian Vettel qualified seventeenth. Lance Stroll qualified eighteenth. Alex Albon qualified nineteenth. And Nicolas Latifi qualified twentieth. 
Welcome back from that short break. Now let's dive into the race itself. Now it it was the twentieth race of the season, so we've been racing around different cities so far. It has been a pretty long season, and next year is going to even be longer because we'll have twenty four races on the calendar. And uh, there was a lot of people in the crowds cheering on. There was about three hundred and seventy two thousand fans that attended the Mexican Grand Prix. That's a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them are supporting Sergio Perez because he's the home driver in this one. So in Mexico, we do seventy one laps. The track has three DRS zones, and in fact, it's the shortest track on the Formula One calendar. So seventy one laps is not so long in regards to the Mexican Grand Prix. At least in my opinion, I couldn't compare it to Monza. Anyway, let's get into the race itself. Now, two drivers had penalties that they carried into the race. That was Lance Stroll and Kevin Magnussen. Max Verstappen was beginning on pole position. It was his 19th career pole. The guy has done it. <laughs> and then George Russell was beginning in second place. And that was his first time to begin in second place this season. So it was a pretty good start for him. Now, immediately on lap one, Max Verstappen defended himself pretty well against George Russell. He literally flew ahead of George Russell. And on that same lap, unfortunately, his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, tried to get on the inside of Max Verstappen, but he failed to make the overtake of Max Verstappen. So instead, he squeezed George Russell off the track onto the cab, and that made George Russell drop down to third place. Eventually, still on that same lap, Sergio Perez also made an overtake on George, Rus George Russell, sorry, which dropped him down to fourth place on the grid. Another driver who lost places on the opening lap was Valtteri Bottas. He lost two places and dropped down to eighth place. Landonor is also lost two places on the opening lap and dropped down to tenth place. Meanwhile, Esteban Ocon moved up a place into ninth. Now, a few laps later, on lap five, Valtteri Bottas was running in eighth place had now managed to get DRS on Fernando Alonso was running in seventh place, but just couldn't make the overtake. He really pushed for it. He pushed so hard, but it was hard to compete against, you know, the two-time world champion of the world. Now, at the bottom of the grid at the particular lap, it was Lance Stroll, I mean, Nicolas Latifi, sorry, in 20th place. Alex Albon was running 19th. Kevin Magnussen was running 18th. Mick Schumacher was running 17th. Pierre Gasly was running 16th and Lance Stroll was running in 15th. The next lap on lap 6, Lewis Hamilton said the fastest lap of the race. It was literally hammer time. Hammer time, sorry. Then on lap 10, Jogwan knew who was running in 12th place and Daniel Ricciardo was running in 13th place were literally racing so hard. Every now and then on that lap, it seemed as though Daniel Ricciardo had just the right, you know, Amount of speed and pace to make the overtake on Joguanyu, but Joguanyu would brilliantly defend himself. But eventually, on the following lap, Daniel Ricciardo made the overtake on Joguanyu. But I have to say, Joguanyu put on put up a good show. He put up a good fight. That's what they say. He really put up a good fight. Meanwhile, Daniel Ricciardo's teammate at that particular moment was running in tenth place. That is Lando Norris. So also Lewis Hamilton was still, you know, holding the fastest lap of the race, even though and now the gap between him and Max Verstappen had narrowed down to less than two seconds. Now, two laps later on lap 12, the Aston Martins have issues. Sebastian Vettel, who was running in 14th place, had car temperature issues, but he was, you know, somewhat managing them. And then Lance Stroll, who was running in 15th place, was complaining about how he's sliding on the track. 
on lap 14, Pierre Gasly, who was running in 16th place, began his attack on Lance Stroll, who was running in 15th place. So he essentially wanted to make the overtake. And he really kept trying. The gap between them was decreasing, but the overtake just wasn't happening. And so what happened is that Pierre Gasly locked up. Um, he broke a little bit too late and instead pushed Lance Stroll off the track and then gained the position. To be honest, it was unfairly gained. So naturally, race control noted the incident. And uh, four laps later on lap 18, Pierre Gasly, who was in now 15th place, was given a five-second penalty for pushing Lance Stroll off the track. Now, on lap 21... George Russell was running now in fourth place still, like he was in the opening lap when he lost uh, places to Perez and Lewis Hamilton. He was told by his engineer that the Red Bulls have lost, you know, their pace and they're probably going to pit again. So that is good news for him. He has to put in, you know, extra energy and just gain track position when they pit. Because Red Bull came into this race on soft tires and the Mercedes were running on um, hard tires and medium tires. So it was, they seemed like they had the better advantage in regards to maintaining track position, staying out longer on the track without pitting. So at that particular moment, it was Max Verstappen leading the race in first place. Lewis Hamilton was second. Sergio Perez was third. And George Russell was fourth. Now, on the 22nd lap of the Mexican Grand Prix, Max Verstappen started complaining about his tyres wearing out, which is exactly what George Russell's engineer had predicted would happen. Now, on lap 24, Sergio Perez, who was running in uh, in the top five on the grid, decides to pit for medium tyres. And when he comes out of the pits, he's running behind Charles Leclerc, who's in fifth place on soft tyres, Carlos Sainz, who's in fourth place on soft tyres, George Russell, who's in third place on medium tyres, and Lewis Hamilton, who's in second place on medium tyres, as well as Max Verstappen, who's leading the race on soft tyres. But the thing is that all those other drivers hadn't pitted, with the exception of Sergio Perez. Now, on lap 25, Max Verstappen, who was leading the race, decided to pit, got medium tyres, came out of the pits in third place behind George Russell, who was now running in second place, and Lewis Hamilton, who was leading the race. On that exact same lap, Sergio Perez in 6th place set the fastest lap of the race. On lap 27, Sergio Perez is still charging. This time, he's now chasing down Charles Leclerc. In fact, he has DRS on Charles Leclerc, but somehow Charles Leclerc defends himself well, despite the fact that he hadn't pitted. Well, the thing is, Charles was actually now running on, you know, um, soft tires, and they're much faster. Although, by this particular point of the race, they were now starting to get a little tired. A little worn out. Now on lap 30, Lewis Hamilton pits for hard tires and he comes out in third place. And at this moment, we all know it's probably a one pit stop strategy for Mercedes going in for the hards. Either they, it's a one pit stop strategy or they'll pit towards the very, very end of the race. Now another driver who pits is Carlos Sainz. He was in fifth place. He pits and comes out of the pits in ninth place. And at that moment, it's George Russell who was leading the race. And uh, he comes on radio and tells us that his tires are good. He doesn't want to pit. So it was George Russell leading the race. Max Verstappen in second place. Louis Hamilton in third place. Sergio Perez in fourth place. Fernando Alonso in fifth place. And Valtteri Bottas in sixth place. We get to lap 35 and George Russell in first place. Pits for hard tires. And he comes out in fourth place behind Sergio Perez, Louis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So we all know, know that for sure Mercedes is probably going for one pit stop strategy. 
both their drivers repeated, both their drivers came out on hard tires. Now we get to uh, five laps later, lap 40. Carlos Sainz Jr. makes an overtake on Fernando Alonso for fifth place. So Fernando Alonso drops down to sixth place and uh, he decides to pit because his tires were really tired anyway and he needed new tires. So he decides to pit and when he comes out of the pits on hard tires, he's running in eighth place. We get to lap 43 and now Lewis Hamilton who's running in second place and George Russell in fourth place are complaining about their tire choice. They're not sure whether it will actually suit them best here in Mexico. By lap 51, Yuki Tsunoda in 12th place uh, manages to overtake Daniel Ricciardo in 11th place. But the thing is Daniel Ricciardo tries to fight for his place back and in so doing he clips Yuki Tsunoda's car so he literally touches his car and Yuki Tsunoda's car both touch. He knocks Yuki Tsunoda off the track and he literally bounces in the air and Yuki Tsunoda drops down the grid to 15th place. Now, by lap 52, Yuki Tsunoda had to pit for, you know, to fix his car. He needed a new nose and probably new tires. But uh, unfortunately, in the garage, they found more damage on the car and it was not safe for him to return to the race. And that is how he had his DNF in Mexico. Now, naturally, Daniel Ricciardo is now under investigation for the collusion he caused with Yuki Tsunoda. Now we get to lap 53 and Lewis is still concerned about his tire choice. But his race engineer, Bono, tells him that they are good. Mercedes is good. It's actually Red Bull that got their tire choice wrong. And I think what they were looking at is um, the fact that they were going for probably one pit stop strategy. And then obviously with uh, Perez and mediums and, you know, Max as well. They definitely will have to come back to the pits and possibly lose time in the pits, which will give Mercedes an advantage to gain track position. That was the idea, I believe, at the time. Now, the next lap on lap 54, Daniel Ricciardo, who's running now in 11th place, is given a 10-second penalty by race control for the collusion he caused with Yuki Tsunoda. We get to lap 56 and McLaren actually gives, allows Ricardo, Daniel Ricardo to go past his teammate, Lando Norris. And why they did that is that they wanted to, inc uh, to, give Land to give Daniel Ricardo an opportunity to gain more places on the, tra on the track, to gain more track position because he was going to face a 10 second penalty. So the higher up he finishes on the grid, the less painful the penalty will feel. So that's why they let him go past Lando Norris. We get to lap 56 and Daniel Ricciardo makes an overtake on Valtteri Bottas for ninth place. We get to lap 61, Daniel Ricciardo makes an overtake on Esteban Ocon as they drive down the main straight. And uh, we get to lap 62, Daniel Ricciardo is up into seventh place. I mean, he was shining at the Mexican Grand Prix. We saw the honey badger in action, live and well in action there. That's what we wanted to see all these years. Oh, well, two years in McLaren. That's what we always wanted to see, Tizzy McLaren. Anyway, around that time as well, Lewis Hamilton realizes that Red Bull is not going to go to the pits again and he's saddened by that thought. Because number one, they didn't, uh, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton were not pleased with the tire choice that they had at the moment. And then to get to know that the person in front of you that you have to overtake is not going to be again, just, that just added soul to the one. So it was quite sad for him. 
Now on lap 65, Fernando Alonso packs a turn one because he has an engine failure. And that was the second DNF at the Mexican Grand Prix. So because this car is packed um, out there on the track, we get a virtual safety car. But thank God that the virtual safety car retired around lap 66. Now, when he retires, George Russell says he has picked up debris on the track and he wants to pit because they were not pleased with the tire choices. They did not like having the hard tires on. They just felt that they were slower and it just wasn't working for them. But anyway, his race engineer tells him to stop complaining about the tires and just keep racing. And then, you know, he literally wants to come again to the pits. But then I remember his race engineer says, said, and I quote, Perez's tires are more gone than yours. Well, I could be paraphrasing there. Perez's tires are more gone than yours. Meaning that, you know, there are other drivers ahead of you who have worse tires. You should be able to make it work. Now, eventually on lap 70, that uh, George Russell is given the opportunity to pit again. And that was possibly meant for him to set the fastest lap so he pits and gets the soft tires that he wanted but um, it wasn't the way he wanted it to happen he most definitely wanted to get those soft tires way earlier on and you know compete against the red bulls effectively so that's that happened but anyway that is a summary of what happened at the 2022 mexican grand prix i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did now here are your race results Max Verstappen won the race, Lewis Hamilton finished second, and Sergio Perez finished third, to the joy of every Mexican fan in the crowd, I believe. George Russell finished fourth and took home the DHL fastest lap, Carlos Sainz Jr. finished fifth, Charles Leclerc finished sixth, Daniel Ricciardo finished seventh, well done to him, Esteban Ocon finished eighth, Landon Norris finished ninth, and Valtteri Bottas finished tenth. In 11th place was Pierre Gasly. In 12th place was Alex Albon. In 13th place was Joe Guanyu. In 14th place was Sebastian Vettel. In 15th place was Lance Stroll. In 16th place was Mick Schumacher. In 17th place was Kevin Magnussen. In 18th place was Nicolas Latifi. And the other two drivers had DNFs. That was Fernando Alonso and Yuki Tsunoda. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the Mexican Grand Prix as much as I did. I will see you next time we go racing, which will be in Brazil for the 21st round of racing. And that will be from the 11th of November to the 13th of November. And thereafter, we'll finish it all in Abu Dhabi from the 18th of November to the 20th of November. Thank you so much for listening to ZF1 Amateur Podcast. If you'd love to get in touch with me, please do not hesitate. My email address is mbabaziruth77 at gmail.com. That is spelled as MBA. B-A-Z-I-R-U-T-H 77 at gmail.com My Twitter handle is at Ruth F1 that is H-U-M-U-R-A R-U-T-H F1 and on Instagram my handle is at Humura underscore Ruth on the Instagram page for this podcast is ZF1 Amateur Podcast Thank you so much for listening in I will see you next time